to the Mind Your Hormones podcast. My name's Corinne, and I'm a board-certified holistic nutritionist who went from no period from mismanaged PCOS to a regular one. Now, I'm obsessed with helping you get hormonally balanced and emotionally aligned. This podcast is all about education, empowerment, real talk, and simple strategies you could start today to find inner peace and overall well-being. I am so excited to be here with you to chat about all things health, hormones, and mindset. Are you ready? Let's get it. What's going on? I can't wait for you to listen in on this conversation that I had with my friend Jillian Barkium. Her and I actually met about two years ago in our business mastermind. Um, we've done trips together. Like we've just been really close ever since. And she is she, well, all her information will be in the show notes, but she's a registered dietitian. She's a mom of three, newly three. She has a little seven-week-old. Um, she's an entrepreneur. She does, she's I said registered dietitian. She's just amazing. Like, I'm so excited for you to listen to this episode because what we really talk about is motherhood and how she really balances prioritizing her health and having her own time while also raising three children and also prioritizing her relationship with her husband and her business and how you can just manage it all. Because I think so often in this motherhood space, there will be a lot of people saying like, oh, just wait till you have kids. You're never going to have time for yourself again, or you're never going to have time to spend time with just your husband again. And obviously it's going to look different, but Jillian really talks to us about how she makes space for it all and how it's 100% possible to prioritize yourself and your health and your relationships while also being a kick-ass parent. So that's what we get into. We also talk about how she had an unmedicated birth for the last two children. Um, and she kind of talks about some resources that she used to help support her through that. And obviously this is not saying anything against getting an epidural or anything like that, but I know a lot of you are like me and you're interested in learning about natural ways to do things and any resources that can help you if you are someone who is pregnant right now or you plan on having children and you kind of want to just have an insight on what it might look like to have an unmedicated birth. So she talks a lot about that. Um, we also talk about her What's for Dinner Club, which all the resources will be in the show notes. This is the membership she has to make dinner really, really easy for those of us who are busy, which we all are. Um, there's dietary preferences for it. Like, it's just so amazing. I know you're going to love this conversation. If you are somebody who is on the journey towards motherhood. Maybe you are already a mother. Maybe you want to be in the future. This is going to be a really awesome episode for you. She's so candid, so honest, so amazing. I can't wait for you to listen in. So without further ado, let's head into this conversation with Jillian Barkium. Jillian, I'm so happy to have you on the Mind Your Hormones podcast. I have so many things that I want to ask you and talk to you about. I can't wait for everybody to just gain so much knowledge from you. Um, so before we dive in, can you just tell everybody who you are, what you do, all the things? Sure. I mean, my life story. Here we go. Yeah. Um, so yes, Jillian Barkium. I'm a registered dietitian, a mom of newly three now. Yes. So I have a five-year-old Emma, a three-year-old Bryn, and then a, actually tomorrow he'll be seven weeks, Cooper. Oh so we got our little boy. I know it's time flies. I feel like, but also I feel like he's been here forever, like seven weeks. I'm like, what? It feels like it's been like a couple years. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah. So, and, um, 
I have a membership called the What's For Dinner Club because honestly, I created it because I was so stressed out with dinners myself as a mom and I wanted to have a warm, healthy dinner on the table, but I was just over, you know, like trying to plan it all and doing the hour long Pinterest recipes. So that's uh, one big thing that I share and talk about a lot is just trying to make dinner really easy for people. But for me overall with nutrition, my philosophy is just you know, easy, convenient stuff. I've been doing, I've had kind of a side, I started as a hot side hustle, right? Um, and I was working a corporate job and then it's been about almost three years now of being full-time entrepreneur. Wow. And yeah, I dabble in a lot of different things from working with brands, doing TV stuff. I love being on camera. So <laughs> as one of our mentors told us, Jen, she's like, Jillian, you like to be seen and heard. And I'm like, oh, that is correct. Yes, <laughs> yes. I do like that. So yes. um, yeah, so dabbling in a lot of different things as an entrepreneur and then juggling that all with all the kids and family stuff too. Um, yeah. Pretty much thumbs me up right there. <laughs> yeah, which is so amazing. And for those of you who don't know, Jillian and I met was it, almost two almost two years ago, which is crazy yeah. in a mastermind that we were in together with Jen Kennedy. Um, and is you created the What's for Dinner Club within that mastermind. Yeah. yeah. In that mastermind, I think we had one of the days where we were like dreaming. I remember being in she, like, little groups. Yeah. And we yes. was in Sedona and she got us in little groups and we could like dream up something. And yes. I remember writing it out and it just came so clearly, like every detail I like wrote out perfectly. And that's what I implemented. And that's what's here now. So it was so just, like, amazing. A light bulb. Like yeah. to yeah. watch that from there till now. And just like, I love obviously as someone who's an entrepreneur and who wants to have a family and all of those things, like I love watching you do it all. And like, feel like you have a really, obviously there's like balance is such a different, you know, word that there's no like real balance, but mm -hmm. I feel like you are such a good representation of like prioritizing yourself, your relationship, your business and your family. And I know mm -hmm. that that's not easy and you make it look so easy. So we're going to talk about that. Um, sure. but I just, first of all, like congratulations on all the business things that you've done from these last two years. Like, it's just insane to see how the What's for Dinner Club has just come to life in such a big way. And like seeing it from a little seed, it's so amazing. Um, we'll yeah, you were there from the very that. beginning. Yes. <laughs> I wish I remember <laughs> what the hell I thought of in that session. I don't even, <laughs> literally couldn't even tell you. Um, I feel like I've been all over the map. But what I want to start out with is a lot of people in this community right now are either already parents uh, or mothers, or they are looking to become one. And I really want to just kind of talk about what that journey looks like before we hopped on, you know, you were saying it's like your third and it just seems so much more easier and less stressed mm -hmm. because like you've done it all already. But for the woman who maybe doesn't have any children yet and she's mm -hmm. like either pregnant or she's about to be whatever. And like all those fears come up of like, obviously you're excited, you're ready for it, but you're also freaking out because you know how your life is going to change. Um, and obviously there are also people who want to take care of themselves and want to like have their mm -hmm. own life as well, which I think is something that's some people don't, it's either like you have to be a stay-at-home mom or you have to be a working mom. Like, you know, there's not both. So like, let's just like jam out on that. And what would you mm -hmm. like say, like just advice wise to someone who's sure. in that space? 
I mean, I think the biggest, the first thing that comes to mind is that really knowing that everything is a season. And I guess this is like a life lesson, not just in parenthood, but understanding like there were times, like you said, like I, for me, like good nutrition, getting in my workouts, time with friends, all those things have been a priority. And there's sometimes where there's a season in life where it's just not top of the list right now. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. But knowing that it will change, it's not like that forever. I think for me, especially being a new mom going into that, you feel like like there's no going back, like it's forever going to change and it's always going to be this new normal. And there are some things that change, but there's ways to fit it in depending on what you want in your life. Like I think, Mm -hmm. like you said, for me, there's a lot of things that are so important to me and I can still travel. I can go to mastermind retreats, even though I have kids and it's a little bit different. There's a lot more planning and there's definitely Play the mom guilt that you have to work on and stuff, but it's, it, it is possible. And that's where that balance I think comes in. And I know I, like you said, there's some people struggle with that word balance. I actually really love the word balance and yeah. work-life balance and balance in my life because for me, like I, I don't really like to put anything down. I know that's really hard to say as a mom. Like sometimes they mm-hmm. say, okay, like you have, you're juggling it all. And sometimes you actually need to put stuff on the shelf like that. This will be another time. And I personally like that's not I I want to have it all like I yes. want to have the cute clothes I want to go get my facials I want to be at the kids uh bake thing on Friday like I want to go to the book fair I want to have beach trips with the family so yeah. uh, you know for me it's just about really planning manifesting trusting and knowing again that everything is a season so even if something isn't a top priority maybe like traveling right now isn't for me because I have this almost seven week old but right. that doesn't mean like after the holidays like oh yeah let's plan a trip to do something fun so right. um, I think just knowing that it's not always going to be exactly how it is today and you can always move towards that you know the dreams and the life that you're looking for too. Yeah, I love that. And that obviously takes a strong mindset. And like, because some people, I feel like it all really starts and ends with with that. Like if your mindset is, oh, things are never going to, obviously they're not going to be the same. There's going to be different when you have kids. There are some people that'll be like, oh, just wait. You think you could meditate now? Like you're never going to be able to do that when you have kids. You're never mm-hmm. going to be able to do all these things. Like I think it really does come down to a mindset. So what are some things that you do, whether it's daily or you know weekly, whatever, obviously it might look different with the newborn that really mm-hmm. helps support your mind? Because I think it takes a very strong willed and strong-minded person to be able to do all those things. Oh yeah, that's so true. And I guess this speaks so much this season because something that I like really cherished for the last probably year and a half, kind of getting into this more spiritual realm of my life is my mornings where I would, even if I had half an hour, I would wake up before everyone else and just have my cup of coffee, which I know you and I've talked about. I need to have some food before I have my caffeine, still working on that girlfriend. Um, but, but we talked about it being this virtual thing, right? Where I could yeah. like read a book that I'm into and maybe journal or pull some angel cards. And to be honest, I think I may have done it like been doing it like twice since the last, since I had my baby where it was like, Oh, I had this little pocket of time where, you know, I I have some time before everyone else wakes up, but it's a little more hard to juggle right now, but I'm okay knowing that it's not going to be like this forever. So for me, I think in a lot of ways, as they get older, like it's still having that space. So I can't wait to kind of get back back into that groove of that morning space before anyone else wakes up. Mm-hmm. Having time to myself, even if it's like 15 minutes, is yeah. just sets the tone for my day. So that's one thing that um, is a really big thing for my mindset. I think another thing too, like for me, I say exercise is like my meditation. It really mm-hmm. is like such a stress reliever. reliever. I feel so good afterwards. Yeah. And again, season just kind of getting more back 
back into that I shared with you. I just went to like my second workout class this week, but even post baby, I mean, I was pretty quickly going on walks and stuff. I felt good. And I just needed that like release to get outside and just get my body moving and things like that. So I would say for me, those are the two biggest things to help with mindset is getting some movement in daily and doing some, some journaling, some reading a really good book that is inspiring to me or even mm-hmm. listening to a book, you know, if like that's yeah. where I'm at these days is like, yeah. I can only On listen to it in the car. What? Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And that's fine too. So, yeah, but it really helps just inspire me and set the tone for my day. Yeah. And I feel like it's so powerful to have these things in place even before you have kids, because it's, I feel like that's what I'm keep telling myself. Like, okay, I already have these like habits in place now. So I feel like when the time comes, it'll be a little bit easier for me to get back in some kind of routine it with it. Like, mm-hmm. and I know that that was for you too. Like you had this lifestyle before you had kids. Yeah. I mean, and that's, I, I mean, this is kind of a, people are always like, Oh, like you look so good. You didn't look like you had kids. And like, I just kind of like, you know, say thank you and move on. But yeah, like, honestly, what I should say is like, yeah, this is years and years and years of eating healthy, of incorporating movement, <laughs> yes. of being mindful of like cherishing my body of doing all these things. Mm-hmm. And like, that's why it's not like yes. I like all of a sudden, like had some like great diet or like the breastfeeding is working. And so I like <laughs> lost all my big weight. It's like, yeah. well, actually, let me tell you like years and years of work that have gone in. Right. It's so true. And I, I like more people need to hear that because they'll sometimes look at people like you or whoever, like, Oh, she just like, looks so good. Like it doesn't just happen. Like you have to put the work in. And yeah. I, I love that you had those things in place before. And I feel like for people listening, like that's why I'm always preaching about this, whether you want to get pregnant now, never, or whenever, like having stuff and habits in place now is only going to support you for whatever challenge or whatever change that comes your way, even though it's going to look different. I just keep telling myself it's going to help because I do have such habits in place. Yeah. And just like, I mean, even especially like when you're like, when someone is pregnant too, because that is like, that's such a hard time to like keep up with. I know for me, like I was Mm -hmm. so exhausted. So to get up and do any sort of movement, sometimes that like meant like literally a 10 minute walk or like, I'm just going to stretch today because I like (laughs) was so tired, but I had already established that habit. And so I still stuck to it again, even in my, it might've looked a little bit different, but it was still there. Like it was not like, um, I always talk about people say they're on or off the wagon. And I like to preach that there is no wagon. Yes. It's more like a scooter. Okay. So we're on our scooter. <laughs> we're constantly going in this forward direction towards our goals. Yes. Maybe we got to like kind of like dip our toe because we got like, you know, we're giving a little off balance and we're slowing down a little bit. But like you keep going, you know, it's not yes. like we're falling off and we're like, we can't get back. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so. Or your skateboard that you now do, your longboard. Yes. My <laughs> longboard. Yeah. So you're right. We should do a longboard, longboard analogy here. But yeah, there is no wagon. So get the wagon idea out of your head. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. I love that. And I remember, I don't know if it was a conversation I had with you, or if I heard you talk about it on your podcast, I think it was on your podcast where you were saying how, when the girls know, like when they wake up, like they could come downstairs, but like mommy is doing her own thing mm-hmm. till like six o'clock. Like there's no like talk, like playing, like you could play on your own, but like, no, like playing with mommy or something. So sex, like what yeah. is that little boundary? You yeah. Have? So, and it's so funny because it's so dang early. It's like, why do my children not sleep in? Like, <laughs> I know it's so early. It's when my, I was at that time, I was like, oh I shit. 
Well, here in Arizona too, right? Like this in the summertime. So I yeah. think when I was sharing that, it was like the sun is up super early. So like, and Emma, my she's my like late owl slash early bird. She's mm. just like FOMO does not want to miss out. So she's always the she's one the oldest, or she's the second. She's the oldest. She's okay. the oldest. So she, you know, during the summer, I love to sit outside on our patio. I'll just like throw my robe on, have my cup yes. of coffee, have my books, and so I would always tell her that she can come sit out here with me. She can either bring her little iPad and watch her show, or bring a book or something. But like, she would be like, okay okay, can you get me cereal? Can we do this? And she knew I would say it's not six o'clock yet. Like you yeah. got to wait till six o'clock and then I will do something. But like, you can either sit here, but this is mommy's little time and space. To, I'm not that. getting up from this spot right now. Yes. <laughs> and she saw that, you know, she, I think they, amazing. they that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what I love is that I think so, so many people will have a hard time doing that because they feel like, Oh, they're up. I have to all of a sudden immediately start catering to them with that mom guilt, like you were talking about, but I think it's so awesome that your kids see that and they know Mm -hmm. like, Oh no, this is mommy's time taking care of herself. And it's not like it's an hour or two where they're like starving or whatever. And you're just like, no, mommy can't feed you. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's so great that they see that. Oh yeah. I think it's just setting those priorities. And then also having like, Eric is the most supportive partner. So even on the weekends, like when I'm, I say, Oh, I want to go get a run in or do like a workout or have some time to do something, whatever. He is fully supportive of that, or he'll get breakfast going while I'm sitting outside doing my little journaling Mm -hmm. and stuff. So that's been really helpful too, is he respects that space for me. And I do the same for him. So it's like when he really has something he wants to do, it's like, okay, I'll take over. We are pretty good about communicating through that stuff so that we all get our cups filled and feel really rejuvenated and don't feel like we're just depleting ourselves for the other, for the kids or for the other person. So that's probably, I have to give a shout out to him because he is so helpful with all of that stuff too. Yeah. So let's, let's switch gears to that then, because I'm super curious to talk about that as well. And for, you know, obviously some people are raising kids without partners and stuff, Mm -hmm. but for those of you who are raising children with a partner, like, I love seeing how you guys, you'll have your date nights inside, even, mm-hmm. even now, like when, when yeah. you have a seven week old, like you'll, I'll see you like have a little, just like drink outside with each other. Like, how would you like recommend partners, like prioritizing themselves? Like what, what do you recommend any specific conversations to have with your partner sure. before a baby comes? Or just like, how do you guys navigate that? Because a lot of times I'll hear like, oh, your husband will just become like second fiddle now. Like you won't even say hello to each other when they come in the door Mm -hmm. because it's all about the kids. And like, I'm sure there's some, you know, truth to that, but how do you really prioritize that relationship? Yeah. I mean, I definitely think communication is so important, like through our entire marriage and Eric, I will say he's way better at communicating than me. I like feel like I struggle with my words anyway. So anytime (laughs) I like have a feeling I, I'm a, I have to leave. It's funny. I'm better at writing out what I want to say. So I usually, and he knows that about me. So I will text him or even send him an email. It seems so ridiculous, but that way I can actually, yeah, I can explain something, but Mm. I would say the, definitely the date nights. We started this actually with Bryn when she was born. So our second, and we, it was not a date night watching a movie. So no TV, no nothing. Mm-hmm. It had to be either sitting, we have a nice like fire pit outside. So sitting by the fire pit, or we actually love board games. So we'd play like a board mm-hmm. game or a card game. So that way you can actually talk, talk and not right. just be like together sitting on a couch, staring at the TV. Exactly. Right. So that was one big thing is doing these date nights. And they were, you know, at the house because we did, we had little kids or um, you know, we didn't have, we didn't have a babysitter that night. Although I will say we do have some great babysitters and 
two sets of grandma and grandpa that live right by us. So so we have lots of family support Mm -hmm. in that way. But there's like a lot of times we just would have these little at-home date nights where we could just schedule time for ourselves. So we would plan out, usually on Sundays, we sit down and talk about our week and we'll plan out like, okay, Friday, let's do our date night. Saturday, we're going to like a birthday party. So we like really plan it out ahead of time. So we're both on the same page about it and have something to look forward to. So communication, definitely the at-home date nights was a great way for us to personally connect without having to like go out to dinner all the time or do things like that. Yeah. Or feel like you have to wait till you can get a babysitter or wait till then. I like that. You're just like, no, like we're just going to do it now. Yes, exactly. So, I mean, that's really, really key. And then also, I mean, it is important to have time like alone, like away, like trips and things like that. So Mm -hmm. those obviously aren't as often, but we're actually planning. We have our 10 year wedding anniversary coming up, which is insane. 10 years. I cannot believe that. Holy shit. I know. I feel when. When is that? I don't know. I know. And then in March, we've been married for 10 years. Oh my God. That's amazing. (laughs) Oh, I love it. So we are going to plan a trip just three or four days at some sort of beach place or something. So, but, but, and that that just kind of has, gives us something to look forward to. In fact, I'll never forget. My dad gave me this advice one time to always have tickets, which Mm -hmm. I love is always, it can be a trip. It can be a concert. It can be a play that you're going to or something, but something that you're looking for. Yeah. So that's another great like little thing to kind of give you as a couple, something to look forward to. Like after you go to your event, it's like, what's your next ticket? Like you have to have a ticket always of somewhere you're going to go or do something. So, yeah, I love that. And like, did you guys have conversations before the kids about kind of like what roles you would play, like who would do what, like to help out with the baby? Like, did you have specific roles or did you kind of figure that out like as the baby came? There's definitely a lot of figuring out as they come because you just don't know. But I will say one conversation that comes to mind, I know we had a plan was the nights. So because Mm. I was planning on nursing and um, and that was a plan, right? You don't, things could change and maybe right. you can't nurse, but that was our plan. So I remember we had a conversation and the, and I think this was advice from some of either my brother or some friends where they recommended that when the baby wakes up in the middle of the night, that Eric would go wake up first, go change the diaper of the baby so that I could either go to the bathroom or like get, like if I needed to get water or something, then as yeah. he's like changing in the baby settled, then I can sit like, and we, I always went into the nursery because I like to sit in the chair, the rocker chair. So yeah. I'd sit there and then he'd give me the baby. And then, I mean, right now, like with, with Cooper, like I get, we're third in, so there's a lot more experience. So he always, yeah. he always asked me literally every time he's like, do you need anything else? And I would say this time, 99% of the time I say no, but when I had Emma, like my first, it was so much more challenging and just, you don't want to know it. So he used to like rub my feet. He used to just Aww. like fall asleep on the floor in there just to make sure that I like didn't need something. Cause I was still learning to do the whole nursing thing. Yeah. Um, so I think that was one conversation that we really talked about is how to do the night thing and then just open communication to, to see what was working or what wasn't working. Mm-hmm. Um, that was probably a big one, but we, I mean, thinking now, you know, we have Emma school age, kindergarten. So lots of conversations about what school is she going to go to and what's important to us and uh, pick up, drop off, all that stuff. So it's just a constant, it's a constant need to stay in on top of communicating. And that's what we do on our date nights when we're not watching TV, when we're chatting. And the other night, in fact, when you probably saw us, we were by our fire up front. I had a list on my phone of things to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) Here's what we're talking about on tonight's date night. Nice and structured the way Jillian likes it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And it wasn't all just like, like it was things like, or things I was excited to tell him about that, you know, I don't want to just tell him in like, 
the three minutes when we have in between, you know, getting dinner ready, like I wanted to sit down and explain this new opportunity that came my way and like mm-hmm. be able to hear from his side, what's new at work or what's this new like project he's working on. So yeah. just having like a little list was kind of silly, but it just kept us because I want, I was like, I was excited to talk to him about a couple of these things. Yeah. So. Oh my God. I love that. That's amazing. That's so helpful. Okay, we're taking a quick little pause while we are sitting here chatting with Jillian because I want to make sure that you are aware of this company called Gut Personal, which I absolutely love them. I've been using them for a really long time now. If you've been part of this podcast for a while, you've heard me talk about it, but this is a company that is specializes in gut health for your specific needs, which I really, really love. It is women-founded, and it's run by functional registered dietitians, which is so cool. Um, and what's really nice about this company is that they have a quiz that you could take. You go to gutpersonal.com slash Corinne. There's a free quiz. It takes like, I don't know, five minutes to take. And it just asks you about some symptoms you might be experiencing that you might not even know are related to your gut health, like maybe migraines or rashes or fatigue or bloating, constipation, frequently getting sick, things like that, that we normalize, but you know, around here, we don't normalize that shit. So If you go take that quiz, it will give you a curated list of the gut supplements that they recommend for what's specifically going on with you, which is really awesome um, because then you know you're taking supplementation that's targeted for your specific gut needs. Obviously, there's other supplements to take to support your hormones and for fertility and things like that, which I have a whole supplement training on that. If you're interested to check that out, you could always check the show notes for that. But for your gut specifically, I highly recommend going to gutpersonal.com slash Corinne, seeing what they have there. Things that we always take over here are the Miracle Worker Magnesium. That is literally needed for every single person, no matter what, because our soil is depleted of magnesium. Magnesium is needed for hundreds of functions in the body, like creating hormones, and it is also depleted from stress. So definitely the Miracle Worker Magnesium will improve your sleep and your poops better than anything you've ever tried. Trust me, it is so amazing. Like, just give it a try and then message me about how good your sleep is. Um, The vitamin D that they have, I love as well. Super important for your immune system. And then again, they have specialized ones like the healer, the soother, love all of them, but see what works best for you and what you actually need by taking that quiz. That is what I would hundred percent recommend you do instead of just taking some of the supplements that I take because you might need something different. So go to gutpersonal.com slash Corinne. And because you're a listener of the show and gut personal is a sponsor of the mind your hormones podcast, you get a discount when you use, use code Corinne. I'm having trouble speaking. C O. R-I-N-N-E at checkout. The link is in the show notes. If you have any questions about their products, reach out to me on Instagram at Corinne Angelica. I'd be happy to support you in it. And when you do get them and you see how much you love them, come let me know because I love jamming out about it with you. Okay. Now let's get back into the episode with Jillian. And so did you nurse with all three of the babies? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes. Luckily I was able to, um, with Emma, it was really challenging. She, so she was three weeks early and I don't, I don't, this is not scientific. I'm not a doctor, but I will say my mom intuition is Mm -hmm. that since she was early, I felt like she was just like, she actually was, if she was born one day earlier, she would have been considered premature. So she wasn't considered premature because she was literally on week 37 that day. She she really was. 
Yeah. She was like really right there. So, um, mm-hmm. so I felt like she was just not as developed. So it was like harder for her to learn mm-hmm. how to eat. She, I feel like she like struggled more with sleeping, but also again, this was our first kid. So I feel like you just, right. it's a little more difficult to figure it all out. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and so like, yeah, so I, it just, it just, I, I did it. I did it for but uh, six months with her. Um, and I, at three months I went back to work. I was working in an office. So I had to do mm-hmm. the, you know, the whole pumping thing. Um, did you not pump until then or did you? No, I started, I think at home earlier, but, but also I will say with Cooper, like I pop, pumped a lot or sooner than I did before. I think it was like two or three weeks because I would wake up in the morning. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like this milk has got to yeah. come out. <laughs> and then yeah. is it helpful for them to get used to a bottle also? Like, do they yeah, if you wait yeah. too long? Will they not want the bottle because I've like heard so, that thing too. I never, I don't know. I never had that with my kids. Like they okay. all just like honestly even with Cooper, like he'll do both. Like he'll he I think he's had a bottle maybe so he's seven weeks. He's probably had it four times. Like oh, when okay. I was doing something and my mom was like he was so hungry. So I fed him in fact that just happened. So I went and did this workout class and I was driving home and she's like, he's so hungry. I'm going to give him the bottle. I was like, that's fine. So yeah. then when I came home, I just pumped right before I jumped on this call with you. Okay. So um so, but I, again, not like a lactation expert. So I know there is yeah. some theories behind like waiting a little bit before you would give them a bottle and things like that. But for my kiddos, like when they're hungry, like they're going to eat something. Yeah. <laughs> so whether yeah. it's your boob or a bottle, right. um, I've just never struggled with that. But I think again, it just, that's come with time of experience and learning and going through it. And I just don't feel stressed about it. Whereas if you would have talked to me five years ago with Emma, like whole new situation, like yeah. totally freaking out. She could not have a bottle or like if I would have been driving home, my mom was giving her, feeding her a bottle. And I was like, I'm going to be there in five minutes. Like do not feed her. I will be there in five minutes, like speeding right. home. And yeah. I'm like, no, just feed him. I'm like, I'll just pump and I get home. Like no right. stress. Oh, so it. much more relaxed. You're like, cause you've already been through it. You already freaked out yes. about all the things. Like, and that's, that's fine. Honestly, I think you just have to freak out. Like that's okay. Just do yeah. it, get through it, learn. And then you see that they live, they survive, right. you survive. And it makes then it's so scary. It's like, you have to keep this little thing alive. Like you're responsible for it. You don't know what the hell you're doing. I know though, it is. It's you know, and I, I remember asking like, do you have any book recommendations? And you were like, I don't really think there are any book recommendations. <laughs> well, I definitely haven't read any recently. I'm sure. I think I got that. I, there was like that, what to expect book, or there was another yeah. one that someone gave us that I kind of like looked through a little bit, but, um, yeah, I feel like now I, you know, with the third kid again, I was just kind of like, Oh yeah, like, you know, know the drill enough to just yeah. find my way through it. But again, with your first, you have to be a little crazed and do all the things and read the books. Like that's just the way it is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which I love. So now with this, with Cooper, you had an unmedicated birth, right? Like a natural yes. birth where you did no medication. Was it, did you do that with Bryn and Emma or Cooper was the first? So Emma was epidural. In fact, that was my plan going into it. I wanted, I was, you know, that was my plan. I just wanted to do, go into the hospital. I actually did work with a group of midwives. So I have, a, there's a really cool clinic here that has both um, physicians and midwives and you can kind of choose which route you want to go. So I saw oh, the I midwives, that. but I, the whole time I, and the, midwives are totally open. If you want to do um, an epidural or do the medicated thing, they're totally mm-hmm. open to that. And so that's what I did. I liked the way that they like their office. It's funny. Cause like when I would go into the midwife's like room for my appointments, they would have like a couch and like a little lamp. And it was just like a lot more cozier. Yeah. And then there was one time when I, the, I couldn't get an appointment with the midwife. So I saw the physicians and 
they were fantastic, but just the room was like the clinical normal room that you go into. It's like doctor. I was like, older oh. looking. Yeah, feeling. I was like, where's yeah. the couch? Where's yeah. the comfy couch for me to sit in <laughs> Where here? Are the pillows? Like, yeah, this like normal chair. Like, what's yeah. this? Um, so I did that. So I did have like a little taste of understanding kind of that you know that world of working with a midwife. And um, but I was honestly so scared of the pain, and yeah. I was like, no, like I just knew from the very beginning, that's gonna, I'm going to do it up here. So with Emma, my first, I did the epidural. We did have a little bit of um, complications. She ended up having to get, have you ever heard of getting like a kid getting vacuumed out? Yes. Like, suck your head? Yeah. Because yes. like when I was pushing, her blood pressure was going low. Oh. So, and I don't even like know all this because, you know, you're not focused on that. Like you're just like, get this baby right. out of me. But right. Eric can tell oh you God. all this stuff because he was- Can't even imagine. Actually, Erica was definitely the dad that had the Uncrustable in the juice box sitting on the little bench there. Um, <laughs> I know. But he had, we had my mom there. My mom is, was a nurse. So she almost is like my doula. Like she's always been so close to me through all my pregnancies. And then Eric's mom was there to support him, which thank God she was there to support him with with Emma. Um, But, you know, she came out healthy. Again, she was earlier than we expected. My water Mm -hmm. actually broke and that's why um, we had her earlier. But, um, but she was healthy and, you know, it was great experience. We loved the hospital and and the staff that worked there. And then with Bryn, so Bryn is three now. Um, and she was a week late. So it's 41 weeks. So total opposite. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Which usually it's like a lot of people say like, Oh, your first will come late. And then the second it's like all bullshit just comes. I know. It really, there's just nothing you can really plan for this. Can't expect. Yeah. Yeah. So she was, I was 41 weeks and, um, she, she came so fast that I didn't wow. have time for an epidural. I was planning on it, but mm. within, and actually I should step back. So because she was a week late, the midwives that I was seeing that day, I went into the office and she was like, she's like, you will get a schedule you to be induced like in like two days. But she's like, if you want, you can try something called castor oil. And oh, that oh is something God. that actually you use it to like, it's actually a laxative is how it works. But if you take it with some sort of protein, so I put in a protein shake. Oh, you have drank the castor oil. Yeah, you drink it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, okay. And I had like castor oil packs for like your gut and stuff. I didn't know you meant yeah. drink it. Okay. Wow. So Amazing. it actually has like causes you to have to start contract. contractions. Wow. But little note for everyone, just so you know, it can actually make them start really quickly and fast and be really crazy. So like, I was like, I will never do that again because it was so intense. Oh my God. Um, How fast did she come? And from like my first contraction until she was born was like an hour and a half. Stop. So we like, yeah, we like barely got to the hospital. And then I, because oh. it was this laxative thing, I was like, oh my gosh, I, you guys, I told my mom, I was like, I think I'm going to poop. Cause I thought yeah. I was going to poop oh, all over the 100%. table. Yeah. And then the nurse an was like, let me check, let half. me check. And she's like, no, that's the baby. And she's like, we got to start pushing. I was like, oh my gosh. And then oh it was, and gosh. I remember being like, where, like, where's the anesthesiologist? Like, where's the epidural? Like, where is it? And, um, my midwife, she, I'll never forget. She was like, you've done all the work. You did all the work. Chilling. We're just, we're here. And I was like, no, but like where it's like, and she just kept repeating herself. You did all the hard work. We're here. I was like, where's the epidural? And I remember like being like, my mom was like, I can't do it like this. No, 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 no. This is like not going to happen. I was so, but then like, there's no option. Like there's there's a point where you can't get it after. Right. Yeah. Yep. Okay. After you get, and I don't even know when you're so far along, but it was like, she was coming. So it was like, wow, you got to get this out. So it was the hardest thing. I said, I would never do that again. <laughs> <laughs> like, that was horrible. 
And it's, but it has but always been a again. great, but then I did it again. And now yeah. it's my greatest excuse for anything with Eric. I'm like, um, I gave uh, unmedicated birth twice. So like, yes. you did it dishes. <laughs> <laughs> so then with Cooper, did you go in knowing you didn't want to have any medication or was yes. it just like, did it just happen? Yeah. I mean, the one thing that I noticed with Bryn, and again, it wasn't planned. I just experienced it, but I recovered so much faster. Mm. Like the whole recovery process for a woman after giving birth is so much. Um, Actually, and this is I'm just spilling it all out there, but with Emma, I had to get an episiotomy where they actually cut you a little bit. And yeah. so I had stitches. That's from like cutting from the vagina to the asshole. Yep. Okay. Uh-huh. So they like have Oof. to, so I had to get stitches. And so like recovery was so awful. Like I remember sitting. That was with which one? Brent? With Emma. Oh, with, with Emma. Emma. Okay. So with, um, so I remember sitting like my first, like, you know, first experience and stuff. And I remember sitting in her rocker, like nursing her and like having to get up with her and like having to like slide out of the chair because like getting out was so painful it was awful but like that that's Mm. what we had to do and she was this beautiful healthy baby and that's how she had to come into the world but with Bryn because um you know just I felt like I could be up on my feet faster because you don't have the numbness I just felt like all my girl parts it's like healed so much faster I didn't have the bleeding as heavily and stuff really that was that was honestly the main reason why I did it is I just felt so much better after Wow. And you didn't tear or have an episiotomy with Bryn? Nope. I had, I think I had like a very minor, like one degree tear with Bryn. So it was like one stitch or something. So I didn't even notice any difference. Amazing. Yeah. So then with Cooper, like I was like, okay, like, am I crazy to do this? Cause I said I would (laughs) never do this again, but I recovered so much faster. I did the, um, I was, I'm going to prepare for this. So I did the hypno birthing training. Mm. Um, there's a couple of different ones out there, but the one that I did has like multiple tracks. You listen to it all through your pregnancy. Oh, so it's, all, it's online. Um, yeah. Well, you just like download, they, they, have, they have an online course and you can download oh. the tracks. And so I would just listen to them on my phone. Um, Hypno just, like, baby, going, you said? Hypno babies. Uh-huh. Okay. And they give you so much information. So there's a mm. lot to take in, but I think you will, they, they want you to start at 28 weeks is when they say to start doing it. Okay. And then every day there's different tracks and stuff you can listen to. I will totally say I did not do it every single day because some of the tracks were like an hour long and I was like, <laughs> I don't have time for when, you're in, when you're in hypnosis, like you're not driving, you're not walking, like you're right. like laying down. So, you know, oh, my oh, oh, like you fully feel like yeah, you get hypno- hypnotic. Wow. It's like, yeah, it's just really relaxing. And I even mm. asked my mom because my mom is trained in Reiki and hypnosis. Yes. So I asked her, I was like, okay, so I like fall asleep through all of these. I was like, am I still absorbing all of the <laughs> hypnosis stuff? <laughs> and do you? I was like, yes, yes. She said, still keep doing it. Yes. Okay. It's kind of like subconscious. Like you just kind of soak it in. Okay. So anyway, so going with Cooper, I knew I was going to do the unmedicated. I did my hypnobirthing training. I did a lot of Reiki and hypnosis leading up to it since my mom is training that. So I was so lucky to have that support. Yeah, my mom's and trained then, in Reiki too. Oh, Not awesome. hypnosis, yeah. but Reiki. So she did a lot of Reiki on you leading up to it. Yes. Yeah. Ooh, just leading okay. up to it. It was, and I just, again, the fatigue or if you have nausea or if you have mm-hmm. back pain, like I feel like having the Reiki is so in labor so helpful. Um, she did it in labor, but also like when I was Before. pregnant leading up to okay. it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So then with Cooper, yeah, I knew I was going to do the unmedicated. 
um, did my hypno training. My mom was there. It was, I felt like the hypno training really helped me focus on something else Mm. other than like going through the contractions when it was felt like very painful. Um, I just had one AirPod on. So I had my, just like, I literally just had this little guy here and I would just listen to the tracks on repeat. And it was really helpful since my mom knew it. She would say there's like keywords and things you can say to like calm you down or help you focus, like rest, Mm. relax, all these things. And so she would do that. That kind of trigger it for me. And, but I will say, so I was in labor for six hours with Cooper. Wow. And the hospital that I go to is awesome because the med midwives there have access to the showers and to the balls and to all these things. So I did, a, I kind of moved around depending on what felt good. Mm. Um, but like, I will say for the last like 15 minutes when I was pushing him, I mean, there was no, I was like, this is I was tribal screaming probably, but we were, when you were pushing him out. Yeah. It was like, this this is, yeah, this, get this thing out of my ear. I don't need my AirPod because this is like no hypnosis that can help this situation. It was so fast. You know, it's, it's, it's really not that much time, but Eric and I joked that there, I guess there was a sign on my door. So when people in the hallway were walking by, it said like hypnosis. So people would be quiet. Oh my God. So nice. Yeah, they're really great about all that stuff. But yeah. we were just joking how like if anyone walked <laughs> yeah, by screaming. during that last 15 minutes, they were like, uh, this girl, it's not working for her. <laughs> oh my God. That's so amazing. And then yeah. after he came out, does the pain stop like Yes, immediately. Immediately. Yes. It's literally the most, the biggest relief in the entire world. Like you just, and they just like put him right on me. I mean, you do have to. all the pain stops. Like literally no contractions. You're just like done. Yeah. It's like so relieving. Um, And then you do have to like push out the placenta. Right. So that can be like a little, I would say uncomfortable. Like it's just nothing compared to what you just did. Nothing compared to what you just did. That's for sure. Um, but I remember be I remember with like with Bryn and Emma just came like, oh, I like the first time I was like, oh, I didn't realize like I have now I have to like push this other thing. Yeah, like I just <laughs> like, did this. What the hell's going yeah, on? Yeah, this is different. I didn't realize this is how this works. Um, but yeah, so then it, yeah, it's just it's like, and I think there's actual science that like you get flooded with all of these endorphins and all yeah. this stuff like after you give birth, and it is the just the best feeling. And it's so like you accomplish the biggest thing ever, you know, yeah. it's just like you feel so proud of yourself. Like everyone kept asking me how you feel. And I was like, I was, I'm so tired and I'm so glad that I'm done. <laughs> yeah. And did you feel like same thing with Bryn? Like the recovery was quicker with Cooper? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just yeah. felt like I, yeah, I was literally like with Cooper, we were only in the hospital for one night. Um, wow. And again, I will say experienced parents. So we were like, let's go home. Like we right. like with Emma and Brand, we're like, let us stay a little bit longer. Show yeah. us how to do all this stuff. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, I just felt like I was up on my feet. I was like eating normal, like not having, like, I just felt so much better. And mm. I could just like, I just felt like I could just jump back into my role as a mom versus like with Emma, I just felt like it just, I I needed so much to recover for myself that it was yeah. so like overbearing to think about also taking care of this little human. <laughs> right. That's so good to know. Cause like, obviously a lot of people in this community want to do things naturally. And yeah. that's not to say that it's bad if you get epidural or whatever, like you do you, whatever works for you. But I think it's, it's cool to know that the recovery is better and that there are little tools like, you know, having even a doula or a midwife mm-hmm. or this hypno babies, whatever, to help support you in that. Um, because that's, I didn't realize that it even had an effect after like for recovery wise. I never even thought Mm -hmm. of it that way. So that's so good to know. Yeah. I mean, again, that's the biggest thing for me and it's 
just it's so empowering to know that you can do it it's yeah. you and it's it really think about it, it's really a short amount of time like you're not going through it for that long and also right. I will say I went into it being totally okay if something changed and if they right. said we have to do something else and honestly Eric was even like I actually would prefer if they just do that but because he <laughs> he hates seeing and like any one you love hates seeing you in pain you know right. and, and they don't know what to do Yeah, he actually has. I should have him come on here and tell you his version of the birth story. But (laughs) we'll have um, another conversation. He definitely did end up like on the floor of the bathroom because he was going to pass it. Oh, (laughs) he said it wasn't like the blood or anything. Like it's literally just seeing me in pain it just like it can't take it and so but he he made it out he was there for the birth although I think he was only like five percent present because he was I say that to Chris I'm like when we have a kid are you gonna be the one to pass out like I'll be so pissed if I'm here pushing out a kid (laughs) and you're passed out next to me but like I hope he's he's actually pretty good under pressure but the seeing you in pain is definitely must be really really difficult because they there's nothing they can do like it's not like they can stop it yeah Um, exactly so, oh my God, that's so helpful. So now before we like wrap this up, what are any like tips that you have for new moms with like foods? I've obviously we'll talk about the what's for dinner club, but yeah. like prioritizing that maybe even early in motherhood, like, do you, did you prep anything beforehand that like you had frozen that you could have food, like when mm-hmm. the baby came? Um, I know you prioritize now cause you already have kids, like you do family dinners and stuff like that, but what are some things that um, a new mom can do to kind of like prepare to have some kind of like foods ready or whatever, like sure. simple things like after that, like, you know, in that newborn stage when you like probably don't even know what the hell's going on. Yes, I know. Yeah. The food is so essential because you're so hungry too. Like, like I mean, oh, yeah, especially if you're, if you're not nurse. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just like you all, like I'm just always starving. I have been <laughs> so lucky to have, again, such an awesome community. I can't tell you mm-hmm. how many people we were like people bringing dinner or this is actually something if you know someone that's gonna have a kid and this is something I started doing because my cousin did this for me, but going to somewhere like a Trader Joe's or Whole Foods and just doing a crazy grocery shopping haul yeah. for them and bringing it all to their house and putting it in their fridge. And it's so kind of nice. was always fun because it was stuff that I wouldn't always buy, but it was just like people would bring tons of fruit and vegetables and yogurt and really quick like stir fry packets that I could throw in for dinner. Um, right. Like all that stuff that was just such like yummy, yummy food. And mm. so doing like a grocery haul versus like bringing like one pan of pasta like that's that was so helpful so I had lots I of people that, that did that um my mom stayed with us for the like the first full week after Cooper was here she lives like 20 minutes from us but she like <laughs> stayed at like slept at our house and helped so with the nice. girls and made all of our meals which was so great was like literally so grateful for that yeah um, but I would say if like even if you don't feel like you're in a space where you have that type of support I know lots of my friends that have prepped stuff ahead of time so doing like frozen breakfast burritos or right pasta dishes or soups and just doing a bunch of those ahead of time so that Mm. when baby is here, you don't feel like you have to do a bunch of like DoorDash and stuff like that, which there's tons for that too. But um, yeah, definitely some prep stuff ahead of time. And then I think for me, like you only have so long between like when you can eat so quick stuff, things like Mm. if you can whip up a protein shake and I'm not talking about a smoothie that has like 15, 20 things because like you just, the baby will be crying and then yeah. (laughs) <laughs> or you can make some little smoothie bags. They're like frozen, right? They have all the ingredients Ooh. in there, like some of the spinach and strawberries and whatever else in there. And then you could just, and then just throw it in. You can do something oh my like God, that. That's but, such um, a good idea. 
Yeah. Really quick, like trail mix. Just like I found myself eating a lot of snacky things and not as many mm-hmm. big meals just because I didn't have as There's much time, time to make them. So lots of like really nutrient dense snacky stuff that you can have and that you can have probably while you're nursing a baby, if you need to, or holding a bottle, like yeah. quick, quick stuff too. I love that. Oh my God. I love those ideas. Oh, you're so good. So all right. Talk to us about the What's for Dinner Club because I want people to understand like this resource, the like nitty gritty of it because it's such an amazing resource and I want everyone to know about it. Yeah. I mean, again, I kind of mentioned earlier, but it all stemmed out of, you know, conversations with people in our mastermind where for me mm-hmm. as a mom and I have all these goals and things I want to do and, but still having a good, healthy dinner for my family was really important. Mm-hmm. So I was so over doing the same meals on repeat or, or feeling stressed out or getting to like dinner time, like, what the heck am I going to make? I have nothing planned. Um, so what I, the, that's really how the Western Dinner Club came to fruition. So the way that it works is when you're a member, you get a text every week. And in that text, there are four healthy dinner recipes along with a grocery list. And, you know, I, I want them to be healthy, but I also want them to be delicious and good. So I make them for my husband and my kids too. So I understand it can't be like salmon and asparagus and quinoa every single night because (laughs) they're not going to eat that. Um, so So it's, it's, you know, really healthy, delicious, but wholesome meals. And what I like about them too, is since it's just, it's not like a meal kit sent to you, which there's definitely a time and space for that in your lives too, when you just want it to be sent to you. Um, But what I like about it most is that you can adjust and make it fit your own preferences. So Mm -hmm. say the recipe calls for shrimp, but you're not, you, your family doesn't like shrimp. Mm -hmm. You can have chicken with it instead, or you swap things out or Mm -hmm. has broccoli for the vegetable, but you have some leftover asparagus or something. So you can totally throw that in. So it lets you have a lot of flexibility, um, even for dietary preferences. So each recipe has a, an idea for plant-based for gluten-free and for kid-friendly. So you can adjust the recipe. It can be as simple as, you know, a pasta dish and it will say for gluten-free use a chickpea pasta or something like that so that you can make it work for you or for just, if there's that one person in your family that doesn't eat meat or something, it'll give you another idea of how you can adjust it for them. Um, and so, yeah, so it just, and all the, which the, another, another thing that I love and that people love is the ingredients for each week. So the four dinners, they, the ingredients overlap so that you Ooh. actually end up buying less on groceries and wasting less because let's say you're going to have spinach thrown into this pasta dish. Well, maybe you'll have like a spinach side salad with the dinner in two nights. Things Love like that, that so that you're not like, yeah, it's, I just, it blows my mind because I make all the meals, obviously. Right. And when I look at my grocery bill, I am always floored with how little wow. I'm spending on groceries, especially right now. Cause I know like food is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and another thing too, is the reason I have four dinners is because I'm like realistic people. Like no one yes. wants to cook seven nights a week here. Exactly. And try. So like, exactly. let's do, I kind of, the, what I tell people to do is you have your four dinners planned and mm-hmm. you can always move them around if something comes up, but then have one one night that's eating out, yeah. one night that is going to be some sort of quick frozen meal, maybe like a pizza from Trader Joe's or something. Yeah. And then one night that's leftovers. Cause usually there's Love something that. where it's like, okay, I only have like three minutes to heat something up. So yeah. that's kind of, that's how we roll in this house. So I just made it, <laughs> Love it. a membership to help other people do the same thing. Yes. Um, yeah. So it's, it's been so fun to oh, share that amazing. with people. Yeah. I love that. And like, it's so cool too, that like, I know you see, you have the girls in there with you sometimes, like while you're cooking stuff. So Mm -hmm. like they get to like be a part of it. You're so good about that and incorporating them. Do they like doing that with you? 
Oh yeah. They, Emma, oh my gosh, she would die. I have so many videos on my phone that I need to share where she will take, like she will make food. So she likes to do her own little creations too, because she sees me doing all the social media stuff all the time yeah. too. She did this one that I posted of her. Uh, she she takes a straw and it, she takes a strawberry and you can pop off the green part of the strawberry by pushing a straw through the bottom. Oh. So, but it's like, she's like, hey guys, so I'm going to show you this awesome trick. And oh, she like does saw- a whole... Uh, look on my Instagram. It's on there. It's so good. But she does that stuff all the time. She's like, mom, can I have your phone? I need to like record my video. Oh my God. And I love it. She yeah, sees you so doing they, it. Yeah. They honestly probably, they help a lot. And sometimes I'm like, you know what? Just go play in the playroom because mama needs to just cook this meal real fast. Yeah. Because that's all. I mean, sometimes it takes, you know, it obviously takes a little bit longer and it's a if little bit helping. messier yes. when they're involved. Yes. But I will say a lot of times they are in there doing something with me. So yeah. I love that. So if you want to try out the what's dinner club. We're going to put the link in the show notes and you have a nice deal for us. Yes. Yes. So you can go to whatsfordinnerclub.com. And when you sign up using code Karen, you're going to get your first month free. So that's a whole free month. You'll sign up, you'll get your first text. It'll get you again, those, those texts every single week with the dinners and you can try it out for yourself and see if it works for you and your family. Oh my God. I'm so excited. I can't wait. I'm going to try it out myself and I can't believe I haven't already, but just like lately, I've just like, I'm like running out of ideas of what to make. I'm just like, Oh, like I'm just over it right now. And I am not someone who like likes making complicated recipes or making things up. Like I'm just not into it at all. It was just so crazy. It's like I'm a nutritionist and you're a dietitian too. But no, like, I don't I, want yeah, no. a 40 ingredient thing. I'm just never going to happen. That happens <laughs> like not. maybe like once a year when I'm like cooking for a holiday or something. Yeah. And that's enjoyable. And I regret it. That, yeah. Yeah. And then it usually doesn't turn out the way that I want it. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, no, the other day, actually yesterday I, we food, we made 20 of the meals because oh we do God. photos for them. I know it was like a whole day. It's very, it's exciting, but super exhausting. So we made yeah. 20 of the meals. So my fridge, if we have an extra fridge in the garage, it's literally stacked with food. So my oh, mom's over amazing. here watching, my mom's watching Cooper while we're doing this. And so she was like, I'm hungry. What do you have to eat? I was like, go look in the fridge. And it's like, I have like, everything. <gasps> all this food because we try we test every recipe out we take like really beautiful photos of each one so we really make sure that it's the best for everybody yeah Mm -hmm. I love that oh my god I'm so excited so what's for dinner club.com code corinne for a free month I also like that you text the recipes so it's not like an email or whatever it's so much easier like you just made it so feasible for people I'm all about convenience and ease and just making it simple because that's where we're at in this season right in this season that's where we're at in this season it's always going to (laughs) change um and tell people where they can find you your social media, your podcast, all the things, everything. Yeah, for sure. On social media, it's at it's Jillian and Jillian is spelled G-I-L-L-E-A-N. We were just talking about how everyone <laughs> says my name differently and that's totally fine. Um, It'll be in the show Jillian, notes, so don't worry. Yes. Um, that's on so on social media. And then I have my website, it's Jillian.com. And then everything for What's For Dinner Club is at What's For Dinner Club. On Instagram, it's at What's, what's For Dinner Club dot official because someone else grabbed that from me, you know? Oh, I know. It's so annoying. Like, I know. They don't even post on it. I'm like, like oh, just give it to me. But, you know, yeah. I like message them and they, it's probably an account that like no one even pays if you get a it, trademark so. for it, you could talk to Lauren, then they could get I, rid oh, of it. We're in the process. Oh, yes, I did that for Mind Your Hormones as well. Yes. I'm waiting to see if it goes through. And then yes. your podcast. Oh, podcast is It's Jillian as well. So check yes. it out. I did Corinne and I did an episode on there too, which is awesome. Yes. I'll this link was it my below. first this was my first season. And I had this it was is so, so fun. Good. I'm all about it. 
I loved it. It was so it. good. Every episode is really good. There's episodes on there where you talk to your husband about like mm-hmm. parenting stuff, communication. Like it's so awesome. Um, I love it. So I'll definitely link that below. Go check out Jillian. She has such awesome Instagram feed with really easy recipes, just like mom stuff, business stuff, life stuff. Like she's so, she's just like a light. So like go check Ooh, her out. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. Um, all of the information will be in the show notes. I appreciate you for taking this time with your little seven week old and still making space for us. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Bye everybody. Talk to you next time. Thank you so much for being here. If you loved this episode and learned something valuable, please share it with a friend who you think would also love it or post it on social media and tag me so I could personally say thank you for helping me spread this important message. I am beyond grateful to be here with you. So until next time, stay intentional, stay consistent, and always mind your hormones.